now, 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 your weekly dose of inspiration, inspiration. Perspiration. perspiration, and just the right amount of bull defecation. <laughs> the Get You Some Radio Show, with your host, the Vice President of Making Shit Happen, Terry Lancaster. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to another episode of the Get You Some Radio Show. Welcome to the Get You Some Studio. I'm your host, Terry Lancaster. And those of you who've been watching the show, you know that I started the show for 100% entirely, purely selfish reasons. I started the show because I wanted to have interesting conversations with interesting people. Purely for my own benefit. If you want to tag along and watch, that's great. I enjoy that. I, I, I like the audience, but I'm mainly doing this so I can talk to neat people, find out what's going on in their lives, and see if I can use that to improve my lives and see if you can use it to improve your life. Today's guest <laughs> definitely looks like the man has some stories to tell. Stan Peak. Now, Stan has hiked Mount Kilimanjaro. He's hiked the Inca Trail in Machu Picchu. He'd swam the open ocean in Mexico with a whale shark. He's hiked the Grand Canyon twice in one day, and he jumped off of a skyscraper, repelled off of a skyscraper, and then he broke his back. So a, self, a self-described adrenaline drunkie who breaks his back three months after starting a business and used that to turn the whole thing around. He wrote a book about it. The book is called it Breakthroughs in Success, How a Broken Back Healed a Broken Mind. Today's guest, Stan Peak. Stan, how you doing, buddy? I'm great, Terry. Thanks a lot for having me on the show. I am, I am ex- I'm excited to have you here. I don't, I don't know where to start. I don't know where to start with the whale shark or with Machu Picchu or, or, or all of it. So <laughs> tell, tell me how all of those things came to pass. What, what, what got you down this road of, of, of uh, all these crazy adrenaline rides? Well, it really starts with my background, and I had an 18-year career in fitness and health, as you and I were talking about before the show. And really for me, fitness is a conduit towards the achievement of your potential. So I'm someone who's very passionate about the pursuit of and the attainment of potential. So physical pursuits, uh, writing the book, starting businesses, all of those things are really, they're they're, uh, extensions of becoming the best version of myself. And that's what I did in fitness, looking back, that's what I do as a business coach now, is I just help my clients become the best version of themselves. So all those adventures, that's my selfish, you know, you started this show for selfish reasons to have great conversations. I've taken a lot of people along on those journeys over the years, but it's also because I wanted to have a kick-ass life. Yeah. So what was your first one? What was your first big adventure that you made you, made you grab hold and say, wow, this, this, these are things I like to do? Well, before I got into fitness training, I played football in university and a neck injury sidelined my football career and led me into personal training. And a couple of years later, there was a colleague of mine who challenged me to do a triathlon. And you can do, you know, shorter distances, but I jumped right into the Olympic distance, which is a, if I have my members right, it's a 1.5 kilometer swim. It's a 40 kilometer uh, bike and it's a 10 kilometer or six mile run. And I did all of that with a rented wetsuit on a mountain bike. I was the only one on race day on a mountain bike. And I was running with a water bottle, not realizing there was water stations throughout the course. So I am such a rookie. The only reason I said yes to that race is because I thought there was a realistic chance I couldn't finish on that day. 
I guess I'm glad for punishment. <laughs> well, there you go. And but then, so you, you're doing all this, and and Machu Picchu is is on my bucket list. I I'm I'm very that's that's that that's a beautiful place. I love to watch. I've got had a couple of friends who go down there, so I uh, I hope to vi visit that one day. I will never be jumping off of a skyscraper. That's that is definitely not on my uh my my, my bucket list. But uh, my my own personal thing is I uh, today was. I went for a run before I talked to you today, and today I think it was 943 days in a row that I ran a mile. And 943 days ago, I couldn't run to the mailbox, so uh, it was uh, this is something I, I've, I've used, and I've used it. And it, it uh, everything I've done for physical fitness is the more, and the more I get involved in, it, the more I realize that the better you feel and the better your health is, the higher your performance. So, how do you see the connection between peak? personal fitness and peak personal performance. What's, what's the interconnect there? The connection is multiple and I would say obvious, but it's also research backed. I'll give you a perfect example. I'm coaching a woman right now for leadership development. And one of the things we're talking about, one of her biggest challenges is captivating an audience. She is brilliant, She's but very analytical. And sometimes her delivery she's saying is very monotone. So one of the preparation exercises we have is optimizing her state. So before she gets in front of her peers, before she gets in front of the board of directors, it's elevating her heart rate, elevating her breathing rate, doing simple calisthenic exercises, and then lowering, bringing back to a calm state. So what comes across on presentation is actually this quiet confidence. And, and appearances and before every single one I do a series of exercises to heighten my state and then lower my breathing and focus so I don't get across like I've had two pots of coffee you know mm -hmm. I, I want to be engaging but I also want to be clear in my speech I don't want to rumble on like I'm nervous and have you know way too much caffeine in my system so I really believe that that's a small example about optimizing your state for business performance now, that's a five-minute exercise carried out over a lifetime, like you're talking about 943 days in a row of running. That's 943 days in a row where your synapses have been firing at a higher level, which means your mental capacity is higher. That's 943 days in a row where you've had positive endorphins, which means your ability to cope with stress is greater. And any entrepreneur out there is lying if they say they don't have stress in their lives. So what are our options? tear a strip out of our team, drink every day after work, or exercise. I mean, I still enjoy a cocktail now, but your proactive stress management techniques, you have fewer of them. Yeah, you know, you know, it's, it's funny you mentioned that, babe. When, whenever I give a speech, and even before I, uh, before I do one of the shows, I, I do this, it, and actually every, every time when I'm editing the show, I have to go back and I, I look at the raw video, and every raw video I have, for about three minutes before the guest comes on, there's me sitting there just like this, breathing. So, so if, if, if I get hit by a truck and someone's going through all my, uh, my, my old videos, there's why is all, all these videos of Terry looking into a camera breathing? Because I'm, I'm sitting there, br breathe in, breathe out for about two to three minutes before, before I talk to everyone, just so that I can be present here and now. And um, so no, I totally agree. Yeah. Tell, tell, tell us about your accident. You, you just started the business. So tell us about the business you just started and then how, how, how you injured yourself and how that disrupted everything. 
Absolutely happy to. And I'm going to back up just a little bit because the story, the book I wrote and the main challenges I've overcome are actually twofold. It was a double whammy. So before the accident, uh, I was at the tail end of my fitness career, very passionate about fitness, very passionate about leadership, and very passionate about business. But after going through an acquisition, our business, we had gone through a merger. My role had changed multiple times. I was sitting with five teams. I had 50 direct reports and I completely imploded. So I had lost my passion for what I did and me minus passion, not very effectual. Mm -hmm. That's one of my biggest things that I contribute. I can't help people towards their potential with mathematical formulas and read this article. It's got to be inspiration and motivation. So I lost my passion and I had to do a lot of self-work and through that self-work, I reconnected with the fact that coaching is my main driver. It was coaching people in fitness that was really what I loved. It wasn't just the chemistry uh, of the you know, exercises and how it you know, affects the mitochondria or anything like that. So knowing that I love to coach, that's what I started. And it was actually, I was a little, little more than a year before the accident when I started my coaching practice. But just three months before the accident, I said, this is it. I'm back. This is my passion. This is what I'm meant to do. So I moved on from my secure, well-paying corporate job to have no income, no promises, no guarantees, eat what you kill. And after dropping my son off, I went mountain biking to clear my head, exactly like we're talking about, optimize my state before I had to do some of the administrative aspects of my business that I'm not strong at. And I guess I really didn't want to do it that day because before I got the chance, I flipped off a bridge on my mountain bike and landed upside down head first. And I got a compression fracture of T4 and T5. So broke between my shoulder blades, two vertebrae. Mm -hmm. And I was in the hospital and the doctor said, well, you won't be working for a while. And that, that there's just no option. I didn't have health insurance because bye-bye corporate job with benefits. Right. I didn't have business interruption insurance because I was bootstrapping everything. And so what I came to the realization on day two in the hospital was that I had to find a way to make this an actual opportunity or unfair advantage. And, and the second realization was I wasn't going to waste a perfectly good broken back. And, and let me tell you, Terry, it wasn't obvious how I was going to do those things. I'm a big fan of the Steve, Steve Jobs quote, you can only connect the dots looking backwards, not looking forwards. But over time, I realized that the last speaking engagement I gave before the accident was called Overcoming Adversity. Well, now it was like I was padding my resume for Overcoming Adversity, right? Exactly. So, you know, I reach out a little bit and the next thing I know, instead of, you know, 20 or 30 or 40 people, I had 160 people register for my talk and I was able to reach people on a way more emotional and a way more real level. Right. And so that talk, that helped me understand how that backbreak was going to be an opportunity. As you know, every business needs a story. I mean, you're in the business of helping people tell their story. And prior to that, I didn't have one. I had best practices. I had experience. I had been an entrepreneur before starting my coaching practice. But those things, that just gets you in the game. Yeah. I didn't have a story that really spoke to someone who, after hearing it, were inspired and said, that's it, you're my coach. And, and now I had that. So that was my unfair advantage. And 
after going through the process of, of losing my passion and the self-work and the tools to rekindle it, and then how to build a business with no money, with a broken back and not being able to work full time, those were the two aspects that really led me to write the book. And then of course, writing the book, now you've got more leverage and you've got more exposure. So truth be told, it was a lucky break. In fact, that was going to be one of the working titles for the book, Lucky Break. Lucky Break. What a title that would be. And, uh, and, and just, just, just so you know, we're not recommending going out and uh, dumping your mountain bike off a bridge to, to, <laughs> to, to get that lucky break. But, but you turned uh, a disadvantage into adversity. And like you said, the story. Facts tell and stories sell. So what you're doing now is you're helping people to find their story, to, to, to find their purpose, find their story, to weave their own narrative. Tell us about that. Bang on. And I'll back up and say you're absolutely right. I would. This is not an endorsement for breaking your back. Please don't try that ever, Duck. However, what I teach entrepreneurs especially is that you have gone through hell. If you have struggled and suffered and wished it just would be over, but you made it. You have experience and you have tools and you have skills that can help other people. Someone struggled with a broken back before I did. More people are gonna struggle with it afterwards. That's why one of the initiatives I'm gonna be championing coming up is gonna be a book drive that's gonna raise funds for spinal cord injuries. Mm -hmm. You know, I wanna help people because that is now obviously something that's close to my heart. But knowing that I've been there with losing passion and having to find how the heck can I turn this into an opportunity, I now have more economic value as a business coach. And so if there is entrepreneurs who have struggled with uh, telling their social media story in the sea of noise that is the digital marketing industry today, that person has skills. Somebody who has you know, been door to door hearing a thousand no's but can still sell, they have economic value, not just as a salesperson, but as a sales trainer. Mm -hmm. So any hell we've gone through, if we break it down, we actually have experience and tools that can help other people get through it. And I'll tell you, if there was someone who reached out to me and said, been where you are, here's what to do, here's how you can get through it. I mean, how much money would I have paid for that back then, Terry? A lot. All right. Well, whatever I had anyway. <laughs> whatever you had. So, so hey, my, my promise to everyone who watches it, so in addition to them getting me to have a selfish, uh, interesting conversation with interesting people, my promise is, is I'm going to milk one key step, one action step out of every guest, one thing that they can do today to start improving their lives and their business. And like we just talked about, the, their lives and the business go hand in hand. I don't really see, a, I've been an entrepreneur for 25 years. There's no, there's no cutoff point where my life begins and where my, where my business ends. It's all one and the same thing. So what's one action step that people can start doing today as soon as they get off the show, as soon as they turn off, close their phones, and, and, and should be getting back to work? What's one step that they can start taking to make things better? We have to spend time in their shoes finding out what matters to them. I believe you can't sell effectively unless you know your customer's values. Don't talk about the product. Don't talk about its features. Talk about your customer's pain points and how your product or service is the ideal solution for that. And the only way you're gonna know that, of course, is to find out what your customer's pain points are, to find out what your client's pain points are, to find out what your potential employer's pain points are. So if you're in a job interview and you show up talking about how amazing you are at implementing 
and optimizing process and the potential employer is a driver personality who doesn't want to get bogged down into details, I'm interested. I want to hire this person. They're good at something I'm not. They're going to make my life easier. You know, I'm a customer and I have problems. My client this morning deals in home security. So don't sell the features. Sell the lifestyle, the fact this person has kids and a pet and they want to have peace of mind knowing that they're going to be warned on their smartphone the moment something goes wrong. That's how you sell what you do is you get into the psyche of your customers, not to manipulate, but because you truly care. Yeah. So if we care about our customers, we know their pain points and we know their journey. And of course we know our business well enough. We can position anything that we do in such a way that it becomes what I call win-win selling. You feel great because I'm your solution. I feel great because I care about you and you trusted me with my business. Thanks, Dan. So um, how, how's your health now? Let's, let's, let's get to that. How, how, how's the back? How's the recovery coming? I'd say 90, 90%, 95. Uh, I'm back lifting weights. I'm back. I've been on my mountain bike three more times uh, since that accident, all in the last uh, month and a half. Right. A little scary at first. Uh, not going to lie. I, I tried to start out a bit of a Mickey Mouse trail. Mm -hmm. uh, but by the end of that ride, you know, your confidence builds. Um, and, and I'm a big believer in you got to walk the talk and take your own advice. So my son plays hockey, of course, right? I'm Canadian. Yeah. Uh, when he was learning how to play hockey, he had a bad slip. He fell backwards and hit his head on the ice. Of course, he was wearing a helmet, but he was five. He's crying. And we had a rule, like, you can't quit. It's like, I want to quit, Dad. I want to quit. Yeah. No, you can't quit. We're gonna, we can leave anytime you want. But before we leave, we have to do two more laps around the rink. You do that, we can leave. And because I forced him to do that, quitting hockey was never a conversation again. Yeah. Now he's going into his fifth year of hockey. And so because dad says that, there's no way I can justify uh, not getting back on my mountain bike. Everyone who reads the book would say, well, yeah, guy broke his back. He's got a family to think about. But my son would question my integrity if I say do this because I said so, but my actions are different. So to answer your question, and of course I can't help myself but coach, back's doing fine and super happy to report I've been back in my mountain bike um, and now I just have to worry about my, uh, my obsession with my business. That's the only health risk I have these days. <laughs> so what, what, what's, what's the next big adventure? You're going swimming with uh, manta rays, you're, you're, jump, you're jumping off uh, the Eiffel Tower, uh, climbing, uh, climbing uh, uh, scaling Niagara Falls. What do, you, what do you got going on? What's next? The next bucket list adventure I'd like to tackle is hiking to the most remote pub in the world. It's in Scotland, and I think it's an 18-miler over a mountain pass to a pub that, and I love this part, they shut off their Wi-Fi at 6 p.m. They force people <laughs> to visit like it's 1995. Love that. Yeah. Uh, and then it's a remote fishing village, so you get, uh, you get boated out of there. So yeah. that's the next physical adventure. Uh, right now I'm collaborating with a group of colleagues on the third book, which is all about relational selling and identifying your right target customer to sell with the exact sort of, you know, approach that we just talked about. Uh, and I'm also looking to expand the mastermind groups that I have because in Alberta, it's a lot like Houston, you know, it's a very energy reliant province. And so there's been a big downturn 
which has led a lot of business people to move from corporate jobs to entrepreneurism. So there's a record number of startups, none of whom have money. Right. So I've created a, a proprietary program where people can surround themselves with like-minded people and learn from their peers and be supported by their peers while I layer in business uh, building fundamentals and tackle their challenges as a group. And how does everyone get in touch with you if they need you, Stan? If they go to insightperformancecoaching.com, insight spelled I-N-S-I-T-E, on there, there's a link to the books, there's a contact us form, and special to the Get You Some radio show, I am happy to throw a complimentary 30-minute coaching session to anyone who mentions on our contact form that they heard about us through the Get You Some radio show. Fantastic. That's uh, yum, yum, get you some. Thanks, Stan. <laughs> Stan Pink, the author of Breakthroughs and Success, How a Broken Back Healed a Broken Mind. Stan, keep pedaling, brother. Let me know how I can help you. Terry, it's been my pleasure. Let me say I'm a fan of your approach. I love the fact that you help build trust and have people like you before they've even met you. I, on the same page as far as selling goes, you keep up the great work. It's been my pleasure today. Thanks for being on, man. I'll talk to you soon. Being the boss is fun. Taking your ideas, turning them into something new, and watching it grow. Oh, it's a lot of work. But it's a lot of fun. Until it's not. Most businesses reach a point where good ideas, common sense, and hard work just aren't enough anymore. They get stuck. Now, it's time to get unstuck. Unstuck 10 Proven Strategies for Breaking Through the Barriers to Small Business Growth. Get your copy today and get unstuck. Get You Some Radio. You've been listening to the Get You Some Radio Show. Subscribe today at terrylancaster.tv to hear more episodes, win valuable cash and prizes, and get free training to help you create an army of buyers who know, like, and trust you before they've ever even met you. It's a big, wide world, boys and girls. Get out there and get you some.